Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college shooters do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tal Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. It's a Friday. Give us a call. Let's talk some sports. A lot of stuff going on this weekend. 718-664-9098. Like always, we're very social. RayandTayToday.com. We're Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes. You want to send us your uh, Wildcard Weekend Picks, send it to RayandTayToday at gmail.com. Ray, we got a lot of football to talk about and a lot of and some NBA, some, maybe some college hoops. But let's start off with sort of some breaking news, good and bad in Atlanta. It looks like the Hawks are going to be sending Kyle Corver to Cleveland for a first-round pick in Mo Williams. Mike Dunleavy might get thrown into a third team. We'll see how that plays out. So, you know, we both think it's a great move, and I think the Warriors need a counter. But I also want to get your thoughts on just, I guess, another Danny Ferry move, the GM, Wes uh, Wilcox, who's married to an African-American woman and they have kids, I guess said some racially charged joke around 200 season ticket holders, and I'm really baffled. What are the Hawks doing? Trading Carver, I, I think, is dumb. And then also, this guy's making dumb statements. Like, what's going on in Atlanta, right? <laughs> I don't know. They got new ownership. They have a new outlook. They're trying to reposition the team. And yet, they keep making these off-the-field and on-the-field moves. And since when is Atlanta such a bad place to be? It feels like they have no shot at free agents, right? They couldn't get any of the free agents that – I mean, I guess they got Dwight Howard, but they couldn't keep the homegrown guys, right? So they always knew they would lose Teague or Schrader. They always knew they would lose Millsap. They always knew they would lose Horford. So what's going on? Why aren't people wanting to stay in Atlanta or wanting to come to Atlanta? I, I, I don't know. I think it's the crowd. They don't have great fan support. It's very homerish in terms of, you know, rooting for, like, the road teams that come in. Um, you know, a lot of people are, that live in Atlanta are not from Atlanta, too. Um, but I, I think Millsap and some of these guys want to stay. They're talking about trading Millsap as well. I'm hoping those are just rumors. But it's bizarre if they gut this whole team. Because bringing in Howard and and before that, um, T, you know, uh, Tiago Splitter, and you'd think that they have a decent roster. Um, and I think they might have bet on the wrong guy. I think Teague's better than Schroeder, um, even though you know Schroeder's a better defensive guard. So I, I, I'm not too sure. But let's real quick. Does this put? I think this puts Cleveland a notch and a half over the Warriors, especially what we saw at Christmas, and then when Jr. returns. Because they have J.R. Smith and Kyle Korver and LeBron and Kyrie to you know penetrate and dish to them, and then if you want to do small and Kevin loves your center, you have three shooters and two penetrators. I mean, that's kind of crazy. And Korver, you know, he's not he's going to get such a better shot 
in Cleveland than he gets in Atlanta playing with LeBron. So what do you think the Warriors would have to do to counter what the Cavs have done? So clearly the Warriors' strength is on the perimeter, and Cleveland has closed the gap with Kyle Korver, one of the best three-point shooters in the league over the last, you know, seven, eight years, ten years. So the Warriors need to give them, and you know what, they might have won that series if Andrew Bogut was healthy. So they need to get back what they lost in Andrew Bogut. They need a big man to protect the rim, give them size, and rebound. Now, those guys are hard to find in this <laughs> in this era, right, in this type of yeah. NBA. But we were saying off air, they need to find them the poor man's, you know, Rudy Gobert. Now, obviously they can't get Rudy because Utah wouldn't let him go. But, uh, you know, Oof. Rudy, Derek Favors, you know, maybe it's Earl Davis. It's somebody like that. But they need size. They need somebody 6'11", 7 feet that can protect the rim. And you know what? Need not necessarily be able to score, uh, but at least oh, not at all. the defense honest. You know, at least at least stretch him a little bit. But but what about defense? rekindling what Larry about Sanders? Rebound? Well, what about well, Larry rekindling Sanders. Larry Sanders or my man, our guy Samuel Delembert? I think Sammy D's better days, days are done. And his head—I don't know where his head is at. But think about. <laughs> An old school like Nazi Muhammad, obviously not him, but like yeah. that type of guy. I just don't think Zaza is enough because he's not. Zaza A is not enough, and B, you know, even even in the rotation, you need one more big. And gosh, it would but he's help up to in have the All Star voting. Blocker. He's enough in the All Star voting early on. He would be an All Star if they played tomorrow. <laughs> Zaza. Well, I think that's just that's ballot comedy. You know, that's just people yeah, who are like putting nah. all the Warriors they can on the ballot and saying they've got the yeah. best record in, in basketball, so let's just hook them all up. So, quick note before, I mean, let's bounce around a little bit. Can we just give a, a quick applaud for the um, Columbus Blue Jackets? Their streak loss finally to the Capitals last night, and they had 17 games in a row where they, you know, either won or tie, right? And and we're in the, the the points column in hockey and that was really huge. Are you surprised cuz the Blue Jackets what just 2 years ago were the worst team in the NHL? That's uh they they've been, they've been doing serious I serious mean, hockey this year. <laughs> talking about sneaking up on people. So everybody knows about Pittsburgh and the Capitals and the Rangers, but you're telling me the Columbus Blue Jackets, the home of Wendy's and Ohio State. Wow. I mean, that that that's that's the story of the year. I mean, that might be the story of the – I mean, not the calendar year January. I'm talking about, like, uh, the the season. Yeah. That's the story of the season to me in, in all sports. I mean, you know, more than the Oakland Raiders – more than, you know, anything I can think of in basketball. I mean, basketball, what is it? I mean, it's Harden and Westbrook and, and uh, Golden State and, you know, and the Cavs. So nothing surprising there. But these Columbus Blue Jackets, man, that that's just great. I mean, it's unbelievable where they came from, what they've been doing to set an NHL record for consecutive games scoring a point is is just remarkable. 
remarkable. And it's not like they've had, you know, no, 13 ties awesome. and shootout wins. I no. mean, they're winning games. Yeah, they they won a ton. Best I think it's impressive. In the NHL now. Yeah, no. So before we get to football, because we've got a lot to talk about with football, a uh, little college football. Monday we'll do our preview show at a championship. But what do you think about guys like Mixon going pro and the controversy? Maybe he gets a first or second round grade. Do you think he should have just gone back for his senior year? And then JT Barrett, he does go back for his senior year, but in my mind I'm like, where else was he going to go because he's not a college, an NFL quarterback. Um, and Patrick Mahomes coming off the injury from Texas Tech, he's going pro. So what are your thoughts on some of these underclassmen going and staying? What do you think? I think once the tapes came out, Mixon had to go. Uh, He would get too much harassment, if you will. Now, now I'm not saying, you know, he's the the person that was the offender, right? uh, Right, right. The woman is the one who who got the the, the horrible end of the deal. But I'm saying from his perspective – he probably is thinking, why am I going to deal with this on a college campus, right? I, I just need to get out of here. And if you're not going to materially get better, um, then just in his situation, it was the right move to go out. JT Barrett, remember, two-time Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, so this guy Ohio State better have somebody else, the quarterback, instead of him because he's not going to win you a chip. He's not going to do it. Maybe I, I actually think that they can. If Urban Meyer can recruit, I mean, look, he ran, he ran a chip with Chris Leak. He look, can't throw the ball accurately down the field. Just like the Clemson, the Clemson kid said, he's the reason why they didn't win. They got a lot of talent on the team. JT Barrett's not good enough. Let's let's be real, he's not. Cardell well, Jones is how they won the chip. You know, Cordell. So he might <laughs> so, be right. But what about this guy? Should Baker go out, Ray? Both his running backs left. Should Baker Mayfield leave? Or do you think he needs another year before he could get considered for the draft? So I think another year helps him. But you know what? If you lose your wideouts in college and you've got to break in freshmen, a couple freshmen and redshirt sophomores, I'm not sure Baker, the touchdown maker, wants to do that and expose himself and, and maybe drop in the draft. So uh, – Losing Didi Westbrook is a big deal. I well, what year is Didi? Is Didi going pro? No. Yeah. Well, I know P. Ryan and, and Mixon are. I don't know about Didi. He might. I don't know. You might be right. I haven't heard. Actually, I think Didi might only be a sophomore. I don't know if he is leaving. I think he's young. Well, to me, that would that would make the difference because, you know, as a as a quarterback, you never want to show backwards, you know, uh, progression. So if you can get your top five, top six in the Heisman Trophy winner guy back with you, then then I, w- I would consider it. But you know what? I think Baker Mayfield's going to leave. I think I think there's such a premium on quarterbacks. You don't want to get hurt, um, even though, kind of ironic, Sam Bradford got hurt and was still the number one overall pick. Um, but I think he goes. I think he leaves. And I'm looking okay. at boy C.D. West. So- so before we, you know, knock it all out with football, one last thing, college basketball, a couple of good games. Obviously, Villanova got upset by Butler. I thought that was interesting. And our Johnnies just beat Butler, you know, the weekend before. But when you look at these teams, um, you know, 
we got Wisconsin, who just beat Indiana. They play Purdue this weekend, you know, top 25 matchups. And you've got Florida State, Virginia Tech. Um, obviously, we haven't chimed in on, on, you know, successful surgery for Coach K, but he brought back Grayson Allen before he left, and Duke blew out Georgia Tech. Uh, give me your thoughts on Grayson Allen, and then uh, what do you think about some of these top 25 matchups with uh, Wisconsin and uh, Purdue and Virginia Tech, Florida State? I think Coach K totally mishandled the Grayson Allen deal. The minute yep. you say somebody is suspended indefinitely, it sends the <laughs> message that it's more than one game. And the thing that's interesting is if Coach K had said, we're suspending him for two games or we're suspending him for one game and he just held to his word, no big deal. But I think it's the expectation. Now, I think one game yeah. is too little. I mean, it's a repeat offender. He is tripping and kicking people for three. He's only – He's only been in the game Reed. for two years, right? Two years and a little bit. He's, he's, Three he's, times, what, yeah. Five, ten games into his junior year, he's tripping for the third time. Well, you know, and if he does we, it again, the ACC can override Duke and Jeff Capel or Coach K, and we know Coach K will be gone four to six weeks. He'll be back before the conference tournament. But ACC, they can suspend him, and I think they should. I mean, if he does it again, if he does it again, you know. Yeah, I gotta believe that that this, these shenanigans are over, just because. I mean, are you that? I, I don't even know what what to call it. Are you that out of control? Mature? That's spastic. are you out of control? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a spaz. I mean, so yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I, I'm not. Yeah. So you're so right. What do you think about Wisconsin, good? man? Can they uh, can they uh, do it again? They beat Indiana, and can they uh, handle Purdue well, now? Purdue's pretty tough. Wisconsin, I think I think Purdue's too big. You know, you know Wisconsin though. You can never count out Wisconsin, right? In football or basketball, they're just tough. Uh, but no, I, I like I like Purdue this weekend. We also got some other you know decent matchups. We've got uh, um, Virginia Tech, got, oh, Florida Virginia State. Tech, Florida State. You know, but that one's in Tallahassee, so I, I, I got to feel like Florida State's going to win that one. But um, is college, but let me ask you, is college basketball on your radar yet, or is it still fighting, fighting I'm going to gonna tell through? you this. I'll tell you this, right? So, in a way, it hasn't been, but with college football and the bowl games kind of dying down and it not being the greatest bowl season, like the bowl season got better with the USC-Penn State game and then the Florida State-Michigan game, but some of the bowl games are a little boring this year, if I'm being honest. So, what really tipped it and turned the corner for me, honestly, last night, UCLA against Cal, listening to Bill Walton and Dave Pass, it's got to be the oh. funniest broadcast ever whenever they're on. But actually, it's Lonzo Ball and that UCLA team. Alford, Ball, the kid Leaf with the dunk. Ray, they are exciting. UCLA makes me want to watch college basketball. So does North Carolina because I'm a Tar Heel fan. I saw the Butler win over Villanova. So I kind of just tapped in. Like, they got me now. I'm in for good. Between that and the NFL playoffs, that's that's where I'm at. So I'm kind of excited. And maybe St. John's upsets Xavier this weekend. I'm looking forward to that one, you know. So Johnny. Let's well, you know what? Johnny. UCLA UCLA looked pretty good last night against Cal, so they yeah. uh, they took care of business against Ivan Rab. Right? You like that name? Ivan Rab is nice. The big fella. <laughs> the big fella. Yeah, but um, 
Look for our Carolina Tar Heels, ranked, currently ranked 14th, to uh, string together a few ACC wins, break into the top 10, and then and, and sniff out that top five. I think you're totally right. So let's get to the NFL, man. Um, I don't know if you want to make the picks first or talk about the all-pro team. Maybe we should look at that. So I'll go through it real quick. Fascinating. Three rookies, five Cowboys, yada, yada. Matt Ryan gets the quarterback. The running backs are Ezekiel and David Johnson. The receivers, Julio and Antonio. Tight end is Kelsey. Um, You know, the Cowboys offensive line, Smith. They got three guys. So they got Smith, um, Zach Martin, and um, Travis Frederick. And then you got Jack Conklin. I got. I got to ask. Three first rounders. Yeah, Jack Conklin from Michigan State. He gets in as a rookie with the Titans. That is really wow. And then um, what's the other guy? Uh, Kelly. I can't do this guy's name. Kelly Oshish Oshish or whatever. Osmelli or whatever. So he's the other one. Then the defense, Ray, this might surprise. So we talked about Khalil Mack. I asked you what you thought about the defensive MVP. So Mack is, is obviously there. Vic Beasley, very impressed. He's first team. Aaron Donald. Be-easy. Then you also have uh, Damon um, Harrison, right, who went from the Jets to the Giants. Um, Von Miller, Bobby Wagner, and Sean Lee, who's so happy for that guy. I'm not a Cowboy fan, but that's your guy. But he got to be healthy and he was third, I think, in tackles this year. Great season. Can you believe who the corners are? Tlaib and Peters. Marcus Peters and Tlaib get the corner spot. Do you like that? Do you feel like they, they jumped ahead of uh, Sherman and, and Patrick Peterson? You know how the corners Think battle the each other. Josh not on the first team. Right, Josh right? Norman. Sherman, Peterson, Norman, Odell Beckham, who we were saying could be the best receiver of all time if he keeps it going. But it just tells you how much ridiculous talent, talent is at the, especially at the skill positions, but even all throughout football. I mean, there, there's an elite level of competition at every one of these comp- at every one of these positions. If you go to the second team and maybe even the third oh, yeah. team. And you guys are just really as good. good players. Wait, wait, I this mean, will warm your heart. Let me warm your heart with the safeties. Landon Collins and Eric Berry. After all the cancer. The cancer survivor. Uh, I mean, think about the yeah. stories right there. That's great. I mean, just the human And also, we, we should have ESPN Your boy on. Chris Harris. Chris Harris Jr. made it as they do like a just a DB, I guess like the third corner. So Chris Harris Jr. made that. Justin Tucker, the kicker. Uh, Johnny Hecker um, from the Rams was the punter. He punted every down, right, <laughs> every possession. And uh, Cordell Patterson was the uh, kickoff returner, punt returner, Tyreek Hill. Now, Tyreek Hill turned it around after his um, craziness of, of, of hitting a woman, right? So maybe there's hope for Joe Mixon, right? If the Kansas City franchise can accept Tyreek Hill, maybe Mixon, you know, I know there's video, but maybe Mixon, I think – I think he's going to make it in the NFL, and I think Mixon will have a good career. And then Matthew Slater is a special team uh, specialist. So do you have any beef with the running backs? Uh, You know, you really can't because David Johnson was the man. And and quarterback? Looks like Matt Ryan's going to win MVP, Ray. So quarterback, again, is exactly what we talked about last episode. I would have no problem shutting my eye 
putting my hand in a jar, not doing the Patrick Ewing greased up envelope, and just get a normal, regular envelope and have it be Matt Ryan or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, you know, no problem at all. So, yeah, does 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 Matty Ice deserve it? Of course. Does a 28-2 Tom Brady, could he be first-team All-Pro? Absolutely. Is the best player in the game in my mind still Aaron Rodgers? Yep. So no problems there. No, just share the love because because everybody's worthy of it. So let's pick these games, and then maybe we can end with they announced the 15 finalists for the Hall of Fame, and I think it's a good list and fascinating. But let's start off. The Oakland Raiders against the Houston Texans, Saturday ESPN. The Injury um, Bowl. Can we call it the Injury yeah, Bowl? Yeah, I think uh, Westgate had it at two, two and a half. I think Westgate's got it at two and a half. The Texans up. Um, you know, for me, I cannot trust Brock and Hopkins and Lamar Miller, and, and, I, and I do trust their defense. But remember, earlier in the season, in a slugfest game, kind of back-and-forth sloppy, the Raiders won. Now, granted, they were healthier and had Derek Carr. Um, but I just That was I, the game in Mexico, believe. though, right? That, that yes, was on a Mexico City. Field. The Lasers. The Lasers were in uh, Brock's eye. He didn't like that. Honestly, Ray, I'm going to maybe surprise people, but I'm taking Oakland Raiders because I think the three-headed monster running back – now, Donald Penn is out, and that's major. So Austin Howard will be at right tackle, and then Metalock Watson is going to the left tackle. And I think Connor Cook is being underestimated, and I think this guy, this is going to be his statement game like A.J. McCarron had for the Bengals. I think Connor Cook steps up. He's got an arm, you know, and I think the kid can do it. But more importantly, Seth Roberts, Crabtree, and Cooper have got to step up and help him. And I think they get it done, and the Raiders win a close game, 21-17 over the Houston Texans. How about those Raiders? I'm sad because we both consider the Raiders a 9-7 and team, I think, as, as we predicted the season, just Ooh. a notch behind in their division, Denver and KC, saying they're on the verge and next year is going to be their year. Well, next year came early, and they had a chance, had they won the last game, to be the number two seed in the conference. But instead, a couple weeks ago, they lose their quarterback and they drop to five. And I think that this is going to kill them this year. I don't trust Connor Cook. He is a rookie making his first start in the playoffs. Now, granted, Houston is not the biggest home field advantage. The Texans, it's not like playing in Arrowhead. It's not like playing in Kansas City. It's not like playing in Green Bay, even New York. Negative on that. But he's a rookie. He does have a big arm. I think he's going to make a couple mistakes, and that's going to be the difference. I think it'll be a close game, but ultimately both defenses are – you know, up for the t- or need to be up for the task. Houston's got a better defense, and I think that Brock Osweiler at the end of the day is still more ready and more of a starting quarterback than Connor Cook is today. Now, maybe in a year's time, Connor Cook might get a little love, but playing behind Derek Carr, maybe not. So, still think Houston, by virtue of being at home, by virtue of Brock Osweiler having more starts under his belt, uh, they just win the game, win a close game. So, I'll say. 
relatively low scoring. I'll say 23-16 Houston at home. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. And for me, when we go to the next game, it is a, a matchup of injuries. So NBC, Al Michaels and Chris Collins will bring us the Detroit Lions at the Seattle Seahawks. I think Westgate had it at seven or seven and a half. You know, my problem with this is McDaniel's out, and he's a good Seahawk run stopper, but the Lions don't have theoretic, and they can't really run. Zach Zenner is okay. He's trying, but he's not a star. And the Lions, you know, they're going to throw it at least 40 times a game just because of the lack of the running game. And I feel Stafford and Carr, before his real injury, he hurt his finger, and so did Stafford. And I don't think either one of them would have been right just with the fingers alone. And the Seahawks, to me, the one thing that's going for them that will show up this weekend is Russell, Doug Baldwin, and Jimmy Graham. And I think that will be enough in the 12s. They're going to miss Earl Thomas tremendously. But I think being at home, it'll be enough for them to get past a, a game and then talented Detroit Lion team. But Matthew Stafford's been a hero to most carrying them. So I'm going to take the Seahawks fairly close game, but maybe they pull away a little bit. I'll say 26-21. Seahawks win. They don't cover the spread, but they win 26-21 in advance to probably go to Atlanta. Seahawks, Seahawks, Seahawks. They're at home. They got the home field advantage. Detroit's not ready. Detroit has not played a playoff game, especially with this configuration, without Calvin Johnson, without, with Zach, you know Zenner as their running back. Michael Bennett and his brother Marcellus were. <laughs> oh yeah, hilarious. He's uh, but then said he was cool team. with it. He was like, "It's okay, you know, call me the white boy running white back." White like, in the NFL, yeah. all spot style. Uh, but anyway, Detroit's not ready. They're a year away. They don't have enough explosiveness on the outside, and also football possession. Right, you're gonna have to. I think the way you beat Seattle is you get ahead and you try to take the air out of the ball and you make them make plays, right? If Seattle gets to run Rawls and gets to get the ball to Jimmy Graham and then Baldwin and Curse and Lockett and Russell running a little bit. I oh, think Lockett. Lockett's done. Remember, they all oh, yeah. signed Devin Hester. Remember That's they right. Devin they picked Hester. him up off the scrap heaps. So I still think at home – Seattle's got too much, and Detroit, you know, I like their discipline method, method, methodological approach now that they lost Calvin Johnson, but it's not enough to go to Seattle. So I think Seattle wins. I think they win. They'll pull away in the fourth quarter. So I think they'll, they'll put up 28-21 Seattle Seahawks. Mm, okay. Now we've got to go to Sunday. And Sunday morning, Sunday early, I think it's 105, about 12 degrees, maybe some sleet, some rain. The Miami Dolphins have to leave warm Florida, sunny Miami, to travel up to the very cold Pittsburgh Steelers home in Heinz Field. And, yes, they beat us this year. Jay Jai, that's when he started his 
Orenthal James imitation, <laughs> where he thought he was the juice running for 200 yards every week. But, Ray, it's a different team. They don't have their Ponzi, and we got our Ponzi. So we're going to out-Ponzi them. Number two, I think we'll have two at back. Ponzi. We won't have camp. Too much Ponzi. But we won't have Cam Hayward. But Artie Burns, Sean Davis, the young guys in the back, they're playing better. Ryan Shazier is a stud at linebacker. And I think Bell, Brown, and Ben, too much at home for Miami and Matt Moore, who I think we can outscore them, even though I think in some ways he's a better passer than Ryan Tannehill right now. Not a better all-around quarterback, as Tannehill can extend it and run and all that with the athletic. But Matt Moore is, is pretty dangerous. I'm nervous about him getting it down the field to Kenny Stills or even on the outside to Devontae Parker. Not too scared of Landry because he'll just be, you know, possession, you know, six, four, five yards, small passes. The Steelers win a pretty tight game. I'm going to say uh, maybe a weird score. Uh, well, not too weird. I'll say 25-20, tw- 25-20, Steelers beat the Dolphins. See, I think the Steelers crushed them. They have the incentive because they were embarrassed. Anytime somebody rushes for 200 yards named Jay Ajayi, uh, you feel <laughs> like, where did this come from? And we got pride. Pittsburgh's historically – Run the ball, stop the run. Pittsburgh's at home. Pittsburgh's fired up. They've got the terrible towels going. They've got the offense humming. They played that last week. They uh, are they rested the guys the last week, so so they they won the game, have the momentum from winning. But the guys are rested. They're all veterans. I think you guys put up a big number. I'll say thirty-three twenty, and you just take oh, care of them. It. I think. Once Miami's behind, Matt Moore is going to be pressed into making mistakes. He's a decent backup, but I think that if you play from behind in the road, on the road in Heinz Field, too much. You're not concerned at all about the great and underrated defensive line of Cameron Wake and and Damakon Sue. No, because Pittsburgh can get the ball out of Ben's hands quickly. Or they could give him time and go deep. Ben creates time for himself in the pocket. And the key, as is always. Remember, they hurt him. They did hurt him when they played earlier. They did, but the key is Le'Veon Bell, who can be a wide receiver for you, who can be in the backfield, and he's just going to create a matchup nightmare. His mama named him Le'Veon. I love Le'Veon. I almost wish he was on that first team Pro Bowl, all pro list, but, you know, you got to give it to David Johnson and uh, 15. What he tell you? His stuff went he, to, think about quick. the second team. Odell Beckham oh, is your receiver. Le'Veon Bell is your running back. I mean, these guys in fantasy are going 1 2 or 1 2 3. Let's say Antonio oh. Brown circles number one, but it's unbelievable. And, and oh, and your quarterback, Darren right. Rodgers. Or, yeah, or, or Tom Brady. Brady. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. It's uh no no, it's and you could and Jordy listen, we gotta give Jordy Nelson credit. Comeback player of the year. Oh, last, and the last eight games of the season, Jordy Nelson's had the best best numbers of any receiver in, in pro football. I still have to give comeback to my initial pick and that's DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray was amazing this year. Almost got the Titans to the playoffs the way he played. I, I thought he had a big season. So let's pick this last game. The New York football giants are going 
to the Green Bay Packers of Lambeau Field. Ray, this one is so difficult to predict because both these teams, including the Steelers, all three of them have gone and won the Super Bowl from the wild card position so they can all run the table. The Giants, there's a guy that changes in January, and his name is Eli Manning. Playoff Eli is a whole different animal. I'm still concerned about that offensive line. They did seem to get a little bit of a running game. I was banging the table all year to play Paul Perkins because he was nasty at UCLA. Well, they finally played him, and they realized he hits the hole a lot faster than Rashard Jennings, and he's giving them a running game now. The question is, will they be able to, you know, attack this weak Packers secondary that they've been, you know, putting Band-Aids on all year? I thought they might even call up our guy, Randall Jett, since they've lost so many guys, but they didn't give him a call. But, you know, I guess to me, if it's a shootout, you would believe the Packers would win because the Giants' offensive line and the Packers can still get a pass rush doesn't do enough. But Jenkins and the Giants, they've picked off uh, Aaron before this year. And I think right now, DRC, Jenkins, Eli Apple, Landon Collins, that is a special backfield. And Olivier Vernon is completely healthy. Harrison's healthy now. I think the Giants go into Green Bay and they take care of your man, the bad man, Aaron Rodgers. And the Giants win a close one, 26-24. Everything you said makes sense, and everything you said is altogether plausible. I can't say it can't happen, but something magical happens at Lambeauville. Now, they're not invincible. Michael Vick went up there and beat them. Other people have gone up there and beat them. But I just feel like... It it would take a superhuman effort from Odell Beckham. And Odell Beckham has shown, maybe this is just me, but went to LSU from Louisiana. I don't know how these guys are going to handle that cold weather. He looked like he had a little bit of the dropsies in the cold. So I'm not sure that the Giants are 100% comfortable, or at least Odell, their best player, Odell Beckham's 100% comfortable. Paul Perkins, UCLA kid, don't know how well he'll do in the in the cold. I know Green Bay knows about the cold, so I'm going to say between the weather, the home field, and having the bad man on your team, it's going to be a low-scoring game. Green Bay Packers win, I'll say 23-20. Eli comes down and gets picked off in the end zone to try and win it. Ouch. Okay. I'm not mad at that. So you try to say that 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 these guys are ready for the yo Shepard's ready for the cold. He played in Oklahoma, baby. He's ready. He's ready. Yeah, well, we'll see. All right. So before we wind wind it down, let's let's give a little love for Hall of Fame guys. So that you know they got it down to the 15. Now the senior and the contributor are Jerry Jones and Kenny Easley. I think they both are going to get in and. I'm kind of happy about it. We both know what Jerry's done for this game. He's the one that was behind, you know, a lot of financial growth, even when the Cowboys were losing, but financial growth for the league, the Rams, and back in Crunchy to go to L.A., and the list goes on. 
but um, Kenny Easley, we remember him, what, old number 45, banging people's heads up in the AFC West back in the days with the Seahawks. Um, so I, I'd be happy for him. We both feel Joe Klecko should be, you know, there too. But uh, what do you think about those two gentlemen getting in? Yeah, those guys are in. I mean, the senior committee looks upon them favorably. Longevity, when you look back over time, the impact on football, those guys are in. And now it's a matter of who gets in on the, from the player side, right? So now, if those two get in, how many players do we get? Five, right? I believe it's five, and we know three of the finalists the first time, Brian Dawkins, Jason Taylor, and Lawrence, and uh, LaDainian Tomlinson. I almost said Lawrence Taylor, the original LT. I think LT is a first-time ballot, and I think he gets in. Has to be. Brian Dawkins is questionable because he's really good and he has a lot of respect. He might be the second guy to get in first time because I think they want to bring in a safety this year because they're having a backlog. They downplay that position a little bit. Well, only seven guys are in, but you know Troy and Ed Reed are coming, so they want to clear the path because they also have John Lynch, who's a finalist, and then Atwater, who fell short but, you know, was on the list before. So my guess is, I'll say this, I think T.O. gets in. The one-year penalty was enough. L.T. gets in. I think Terrell Davis gets in because they got a lot of people banging the table for him, and when you put up his stats, his stats are actually a little bit better than Gale Sayers, which is surprisingly so, and two Super Bowls. two Super Bowls. It's no fluke. Only 78 games, but two Super Bowls is no fluke, and neither is 2,000 yards. And then I would say Kurt Warner, fourth. This would be his third year. I think I think Kurt Warner gets in. And the fifth guy for me is between our guy. Um, maybe they feel for Joe Jacoby finally. Maybe they go with Kevin Mawai, right, the Jets and Titans, all-pro center. He was the man. Or it's between Dawkins and Ty Law. I personally would like to see Ty Law. Tell me your five. So, <clears throat> LaDena Dane is in. Yeah. Don't think Dawkins gets in yet. I don't think Jason Taylor gets in yet. Don't think your boy Kurt Warner gets in yet. I'm going to go for longevity and excellence, but shh, quiet longevity and excellence. So I'm going to say Isaac Bruce. So I'll say LaDainian Tomlinson, Terrell Owens, Ooh. Isaac Bruce, you're going with two wide and receivers. I like that. Two wide receivers. And then I think, unfortunately, I think Terrell Davis waits another year. But I think they're okay. going to give linemen. They're going to catch up a little bit on linemen. Because Kevin Mawai, even Alan Fanica, and Tony Vaselli yeah. were all really Tony good, Vaselli, yeah. really good linemen. But I'm going to say Kevin Mawai, especially all the stuff that he did as the head of the Players Association. So I'm going to say Kevin mm. Mawai. And uh, uh, Joe Jacoby, actually. I'll say Kevin White, Joe Jacoby, or Alan. I can see Alan Fenneca, too, but Kevin White, Joe Jacoby, the two Terrells, and Ladanian. Those are my guys. Okay. So now when you say Warner and Terrell Davis have to wait, do you think they will eventually get in? So I do, because, you know, I would say that they are the epitome 
of borderline cases and not yeah. for any other reason, right? Terrell Davis, because of injury. So had Terrell Davis put up three more years, he'd be in no problem. But I think the two Super Bowls, and especially given the fact that they were his Super Bowls, right? John Elway oh, yeah. was past his prime, and he needed Terrell Davis more than Terrell Davis needed him. So, yes, I believe he gets in. And Kurt Warner, you know, to have a Super Bowl, to have an MVP, even though he had some dud years in the middle. And he brought he was, two bad, historically bad franchises to the Super Bowl. Yes, yes, exactly. And then coming back with the Giants, you know, having that dud, you know, campaign trying to ease in Eli. But more than making up for it in, in basically, if it wasn't for some Santonio Holmes, tippy toes, he could have had another Super Bowl, right? So this guy arguably, you know, had the, the – the better team, and maybe the Patriots. If the Patriots might exactly. not have been spy game. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so or, you got to figure this know. guy was very competitive in three Super Bowls. Won one, won an MVP, won an Offensive Player of the Year. Led that greatest show on turf, like with no, you know, with no hesitation. Remember, Trent Green gets his knee turned in in the preseason game, and yeah. no problem. Twenty-eight-year-old no rookie, Ray. Yeah. Right. So I think they make it eventually. It just has to be the right year. Okay. I, you know, I, I cannot disagree with that. Um, so as we get ready to wrap it up, it's going to be a great weekend. I will say this. I'm excited to watch the rematch of two nights ago, the Knicks against the Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ray, some people are saying that he might be the best all-around player in the game. He I, I slept on how good he is. He have you really sat down and watched Milwaukee yet? I he have is, actually, and and at he six eleven, he does stuff that you're like, what? And he's all of what is he like? Twenty years old? I mean, the kid is still twenty two. He's a baby. Still young. Yanis Antetokounmpo. How much credit do you give Jason Kidd, man, for having the courage to move this kid to the point guard? That's, like, amazing. Now, I don't know if so many coaches would have done that. They would have tried to say, okay, um, I'll have him and Jabari in my front court or, you know, this, that. I mean, Giannis is the point guard, right? I mean, that's Ben Simmons style right there. Ben Simmons needs to take some notes when he gets his game right and gets healthy. Yes, and yeah. So, Hunter, we didn't getting... talk about this because we didn't talk about it. The greatest game last night, right, by two uh, – Westbrook won the battle and Harden won the war. The Rockets are the third seed and they've been killing it lately. Um, won like what, 16, 17 games out of the last uh, 18 or 19 games. And then Westbrook with 49 points, but another loss. What'd you think about Harden, Westbrook, and uh, OKC Rockets? They got to get uh, your boy some more help. Maybe try to get Rudy Gay. Does uh, Westbrook need help? Westbrook does need help, but here's the thing. I'm not sure you pay for that help because you're not beating the Golden State Warriors. You're (laughs) not beating the Spurs. You're not beating the Clippers. So maybe you wait it out and you try to get it naturally in the draft or free agency or whatever because I wouldn't subtract to add because you just don't have that much talent. Your next best player is Victor Oladipo, and he's good, and that's your guy, but that's a huge drop-off from Kevin Durant. Yeah. So, 
stay patient. Stay patient. Keep Russell's head in the game. But uh, it just shows you James Harden is the next Steve Nash. I mean, he is playing in an offensive system for an offensive coach that just is beautiful for him. And Gordon and Ryan Anderson are perfect with him, Ray. They're amazing with him. But they're fun to watch. We're in the playoffs. I totally agree. The game slows they down. Could lose. It becomes a different game. They could and, lose and in the first round before. to the Utah Jazz. They could easily lose in a 3-6 matchup to the Jazz. I think they could beat the Thunder, though, if they matched up with the Thunder. But they might lose to the Grizzlies. I don't know. You know, James Harden is good enough that he can he can win a series, a first-round series. series. Oh. He could win a series, yeah. but you can't. I can't see them in the second round getting past anybody in the West. I mean, it's just okay, that so, style just doesn't work. No, you're totally right. So the only differences we have, I we got a Seahawks and Steelers the same. You've got the Packers. I've got the Giants. You've got the Texans. I've got the Raiders. Everybody have a great sports weekend, and we will be back Monday previewing Alabama and Clemson, the national championship game for college football. It's finally here. Have a good sports weekend. We are out. See you on the flip side.